story tell your song tell your truth be authentic speak truth to life stop hiding your truth be true to you and the world must come and respect speak truth to life with your host mocha sister welcome back to speak truth to life host pam osby here on anchor fm and many many of our channels um in other spaces um here on the web and digitally uh, thank you for checking in with me i came across this story because I just happened to be looking around, um, and this this is something that I really been kind of tracking over time, ever since the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan. I had wondered what issues were going on in Afghanistan, and it looks like the war that was out there left half a million people homeless in Afghanistan. Um, there are people making uh, makeshift type of camps around the country. And, um, you know, not only are people impoverished, just like other parts of the country, you know, this is all kind of compounded with what's going on with the Taliban in Afghanistan as well. And it leads me to what we are going to be talking about today. I ran across the article in Reuters um, that talked about a Afghan father had to sell his nine-year-old daughter for $2,200 to buy food for his other kids. This man is uh, 55 years old. He sold his nine-year-old daughter um, and... Well, actually, yeah, and, and it's, it's actually having uh, a lot of people go through the same thing. But this, this father sold his three-year-old daughter, Parwanka Malik, to a man for 2200 so that he can help feed his wife and other kids. They don't have money. They, they live in the northwest part of Afghanistan for years. They struggle to pay for basic things like food. They do earn some money, but it's only a few few dollars a day, according to CNN. And then, you know, a few months before this happened, he sold her 12-year-old sister to, in, to make money again. Um, this man has several children. And, you know, this, this kind of is not just happening in Afghanistan. I, I saw a documentary. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I saw a documentary of um, these girls that were in China and how they ended up in America. And from there, these girls were dumped all over Asia, you know, in Korea and Japan, um, just like in boxes as babies. And they ended up in a... a uh, orphanage, and then they ended up in America. And that situation was heartbreaking because the girls, when they got of age, they asked their 
film, their adoptive parents, hey, who am I? I want to know who I am. And so they ended up trying to find their original parents and they weren't able to find their real parents, but they were able to meet parents who either had to abandon their children because of poverty, making, you know, making some decisions upon around that because they didn't have money. This is almost kind of similar to that. And, you know, when CNN interviewed the father, uh, he said that he's broken. You know, they tried as a family to ask for money from other relatives. They begged on the streets to make money and they couldn't get enough money and they have eight family members. And so they had to sell other children or in the family to actually keep the overall family afloat because there's no money coming in, okay? And this is not the only parent. There was another woman in Afghanistan. Her name was Saleha. She sold her three-year-old daughter for $550 because like this other family, she didn't have enough money to sustain herself. And when other people found out about this story of Sahela, uh, a lot of people <clears throat> try to give money to help with that. This leads to where they are reporting, like CNN and other media outlets are reporting that Afghanistan is heading toward a universal policy or poverty um, because Taliban has taken over the country. And uh, of course, the United States is not there right now. Um, they saying that the poverty rate in Afghanistan will hover over 97% or 98%. And it's probably going to peak around the middle of next year. That's where they're heading. No matter how you look at the numbers, that's where it's heading to. The Taliban took over Afghanistan after President Joe Biden's decision to withdraw from U.S troops from the region after two decades of spending trying to get the country rid of extremists. Um, in the takeover, the Taliban renamed the country, uh, reverted to the same name used during the last time the regime held power in 1996. And um, this is where we're at. In addition, the U.S. ousted the Taliban from power in 2001, but of course it all goes back to not having that extra protection from the United States right now. Um, you know, the Biden administration tried to limit the Taliban's resources. They froze around $10 billion in reserves in the country's central bank, most which is held by the Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Of course, people are criticizing this as misdirected and will ultimately hurt Afghans more than the Taliban. Um, and... Oh, if you want to read a larger article on this, it's on the Business Insider. But I want to go back to the idea of universal poverty. Um, it, it's looking like, no, it's looking like this is, is the, the, you know, the UN is warning that this is coming because Taliban has taken over. They're saying within a year, the poverty rate is going up to 97 or 98%. And um, that's pretty much it. And it's, it's heartbreaking that a lot of these parents are having to um, make these kind of decisions based off of finances. And the only difference between them and 
what's going on in the United States is that United States parents that's living at the poverty line do have some resources. You know, they do have government, you know, funding, whether it's, you know, some kind of welfare or, or some kind of uh, food stamps and things of that nature. But ultimately, it depends on where you live and how you're able to, to actually get through this, this period of poverty. Um, many people end up living with other family members. Some people end up taking up more than one job and the people that can't work or aren't able to get any kind of, of work, those individuals are, are just doing the best that they can. They're doing as, as good as they can while they can, but you know, I'm not surprised to see these stories. I always thought that these type of things would be occurring when, you know, people have to deal with poverty. And, you know, it's surprising to me. I haven't heard too much on US news about these specific stories where people are, you know, left homeless. And, you know, not only these parents having to make these difficult decisions, but you also have pockets of homelessness from veterans that are left homeless over in Afghanistan. Nobody is really talking about that. I probably will try to dig for some stories there. You know, I've done a lot of work around homelessness and I definitely will continue to look at that. Um, you know, I really don't hear these stories too much about Afghanistan having homelessness or having to make these hard decisions, but they have homelessness. They have homelessness just like, just like the United States. And we have to remember that people are suffering in different places. And just because you don't see the stories on the news, they have done the same as some of the people in America. Some people in America have sold their kids sold their eggs, you know, have, you know, to, to get money, you know, there, there's a whole market for that here, but nobody really talks about that. And it's a difficult situation for those parents. Um, I think parents that have given up their kids because they have food insecurity, uh, you know, in Afghanistan, they don't have a social security net like they do here in the United States. Uh, 50% of Afghan children have disabilities. Um, they got some issues going on there. And 20% of Afghan women are of childbearing age, aren't even at the proper weight because of food insecurity. <laughs> so it's, it's really disturbing. I didn't really, I didn't really know too much about that. So my heart goes out to those people for real. Um, the fact that they're dealing with the level of poverty and homelessness and having to make decisions because they don't have money. I can't imagine what kind of nightmares and trauma these parents go through because they gave up their child to sell their child to someone for money. And then the cycle of trauma for that child continues because you sold your child to a family. You don't know what their intentions are. That person might be someone that may 
sell your child to the black market. You don't know if that person is an abuser or will do something to your child. You don't even know if that's a good parent. You just know that they got money and you got something that they want, a child. You don't know what their intention is. So oh, I, I can imagine that's very difficult for the parents. And, you know, God, you know, I, I send blessings to anyone having to make that difficult decision based off of finances. Not everybody, stories like these stories will be told. But if I see them come across my little virtual desk, I will definitely uh, talk about them here and just think if you have a child and you don't have to make that decision, just send positive light to those who do have to make those decisions. Sometimes when people make these decisions, people just thinking, oh yeah, you you did it for the money, but you did it for survival and people do anything to survive. I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong, but I know a lot of people do things for survival. So with that being said, this is your host, Pam Osby. Speak truth to life, stay true to yourself until the next time.